All right, Jamie, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I wanted to um, get your opinion on the situation in Singapore, because obviously you're based over there, you're a, you're a managing partner in your kind of recruitment business. So it's very relevant to a lot of our listeners on what that situation over there, because a lot of our listeners will have interests over there that will be either clients, uh, may, may have offices over there, and they may have offices in just in a larger region. Um, where Singapore is obviously a kind of a big influence. So it'd be good to just kind of get one is first kind of an overview of what life is like in Singapore at the minute. Um, obviously, you probably know more about the UK than we know about, more about Singapore at the minute because you probably kind of, you're, you're just kind of tuned into that. Obviously, we're very kind of insular when it comes to these things. So, you know, we've been on over here, we've been on lockdown for a few weeks. Um, and obviously, life has changed dramatically for a lot of us, including business. But it would be good to just kind of get an overview of what life would like life is like in uh, in Singapore at the minute yeah absolutely um, so life has changed over the last 24 hours um, so we'll start there I guess uh, mm. we've now gone into lockdown measures um, over here which is uh, based on a, a quite a big spike in um, COVID cases mm-hmm. um, and a number of those in in large communities um, such as the dormitories for construction workers and um healthcare and schools and so forth so they're calling them the clusters yep. um such and um and so now schools are closed um pretty much all non-essentials are closed now uh we've got supermarkets open um hospitals doctors uh kids are working from home as well um having said that whilst it feels um a little bit alien I think uh, for most people, um, it's been handled really, really well here. Yeah. Um, messaging has been very, very clear. They've been very decisive. There's not been any sort of ambiguity around what's going on. Um, in fact, I think, you know, we, although um, we've only just gone down into lockdown, it's still a preemptive um, measure as opposed to a reactive um, because measure. You, you had cases kind of month, kind of like a while ago. Right? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So we were we were probably one of the first to get cases um, when after the China um, sort of breakout happened, um, and the, the government have have been incredible. Actually, um, you know they've been as efficient as they are well known for. Yeah. Um, contract uh, contact tracing, um, making sure that um, they're they're really managing the process well, communicating it very very clearly. I mean, one of the benefits of Singapore, obviously, is we're a reasonably small um, yeah. nation yeah. with only five plus million people. Um, so being able to contain it and manage it in this in, in this market has been very, very good. Um, obviously, there's a lot of um, businesses who are suffering and a lot of people who maybe are, are going to be out of work. And that that's definitely a... Uh, something I'm seeing over the last sort of uh, week and so or has, so. Has, has the government put in kind of measures, kind of financial measures in place? Like like in the UK, there's kind of all kinds of grants and loans and retention schemes and things like that. I assume there's similar things in Singapore at the minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, there's been some good um, some good progress made in that in that way. Um, there, there's definitely some cash going out to Singaporeans and um, Singapore. Um, employees will have um, so seventy five percent of their salary paid up to four thousand six hundred dollars per month. Um, businesses have been able to get some um, some help in terms of uh, deferment of 
payments and, and, and loans and so forth. Predominantly, it's focused on Singapore businesses yeah. and Singapore staff. So people who ha- are looking after um, or have employment passes, you know, people like myself, we're, we're less um, looked after in that case. But most of us, if we're working here, are on reasonably good salaries and, and well looked after. So I think it's a pretty fair yeah. approach. Yeah. Um, the, the lower income people um, are getting a, a slightly higher amount of cash imbursement. Um, and so there's, there's definitely a, an overall feeling of people feeling like they're getting some help. Yeah. Um, I think the main um, sort of stimulus is really about keeping businesses going and yeah. maintaining as much employment as possible. Um, a lot of organizations have gone on to four day weeks. Um, work, obviously everyone's working from home. We don't have the furlough, um, scheme here. Um, so if you work, if you're getting paid 80%, it's probably you're working 80 or hundred percent anyway, yeah. you're just doing it to help the organization. Um, the, I think the government have been, um, I think they're moving quickly and yeah. they're trying to keep things, um, as relatively normal as possible so that the bounce back can happen quicker. And they did that very well in the GFC yeah. and they were able to sort of come back quite quickly. And as a rich nation, they've got plenty of surplus. they've got the cash to do it yeah. um and they can really inject business uh, money into businesses to allow them to sort of recover yeah. quite quickly um the fear obviously is around the organizations or the industries that don't have um the ability to last yeah and i think that where the the fallout as you're asking sort of before is um is really evident yeah um so bars hospitality um airlines yeah. um you know uh, I, i've got friends who uh, you know unpaid uh, leave who work in the corporate travel industry yeah um like today i've spoken to at least three people who have been made redundant um because they focused on the hospitality industry yeah. even as a tech firm but that was where their their, yeah, their yeah, area yeah um so, um, there's so different that's 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 interesting so that kind of brings us on to um the recruitment market yeah uh, in, in Singapore, which is obviously um, something you've got a lot of experience in. So, you know, what's, what's the fallout of all this on, on the recruitment market where um, surely there must be kind of some winners and losers in, in here. So what's your kind of, kind of overview on, on that as it sits in a minute? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So, I mean, we've got a really tight knit recruitment network over here. So, you know, you go on our LinkedIn, everyone's sharing each other's posts depend doesn't matter which recruitment company you're working with everyone's trying to sort of if there's a job available everyone's trying to reach out to the network to try and help candidates um i think where the um let's let's start with where their opportunities are yeah um and, and where i've seen big growth um and opportunities and markets in fact somewhat so that they're too much need that they haven't got the time to actually do the recruitment that's Mm -hmm. another problem um to the side but the likes of food panda um which is like a deliveroo yep uh, grab which like your uber eats um over here they're they're wrapping up in a in a big way but not just from a like delivery people but from a technology marketing um promotions uh partnerships because now you can only buy deliver food so Mm -hmm. they're definitely burgeoning areas and even if you look at that, people go, oh, I'm not in tech, I'm in finance. Actually, they're looking for finance people. They're looking for receivables. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're looking for a sort of a broad spectrum, but within their one market. 
Um, the other area where there's lots of opportunity is obviously within cloud yeah. um, and technology. Digital transformation is accelerating, not going backwards. It's not, it, no one's putting it on hold. In fact, if anything, this is going to sort of um, make people more aware of it and, mm -hmm. and what they have to do. So, you know, we're on a Zoom at the moment. Um, yeah. They're hiring like crazy. Um, organizations like ServiceNow, um, organizations that are like an AWS, for example, yep. those are all businesses that are going to be growing in light of this and are going to be the cash rich. So they're going to be investing now when, when they can. Yeah. Um, they're what not unlike things, a, what about things, what about like a uh, healthcare? How's what's that? Yeah. yeah is that so I'm not, I'm, not I'm not particularly close to healthcare as a, as a sector. Yeah. Um, but, um, anecdotally speaking, what I'm hearing is there is some pockets within healthcare and, um, where I'm seeing, um, opportunities is where within health tech, um, and within organizations who supply or are part of the supply chain for healthcare, either, um, from an online perspective. So e-commerce in its own right, right yeah. now is having a wonderful wild time, um, because it's basically the only way people are able to buy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the organizations who are in healthcare, what I've understood and where I'm sort of um, looped in is really around the fact that they know they now need to improve their ability to deliver through mm -hmm. this channel, yeah. through this, 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 this approach. And I think when, once people have gone through that, they're then going to continue with it, whether there's COVID or not COVID. Um, so that that's where the opportunity sits. So I think, um, Healthcare pharmaceuticals are um, are definitely seeing pockets of it, but okay. I wouldn't say necessarily across the the whole business. So if you're looking at medical devices, absolutely, you're looking at you know masks, um, yeah. beds, ventilators, yeah. very specific areas. Yeah. Um, what a lot of the companies have done in Singapore, and we actually have quite a big manufacturing in the ASEAN region, so mm -hmm. Vietnam, Malaysia, Philippines, etc. Is there's been a lot of uh, pivoting. Of businesses where they would predominantly have made XYZ drug that they've they've moved their capability to do something else. Mm -hmm. um, so there's definitely manufacturing opportunities, um, okay. but where I'm seeing the majority of opportunities, it sits within that digital um, landscape. Uh, yeah. Whether it's a digital business or a business needing to go digital, that seems yeah. to be where the the, the crooks of it is. Um, I think. The other thing that's interesting um, for, for for me is we're seeing some amazing talent coming out of the likes of Qantas and Singapore Airlines yeah. and so forth would never have been available before. And I know that's kind of a ruthless thing to say, but, you know, these guys are working for the best of the business in their industry. Um, and now maybe there's an opportunity to get them for, you know, e-commerce businesses or going into other other markets um so there is some you know benefit from the fallout yeah, yeah. Um, and i suppose if, the, if those are if those are good kind of candidates who, who have just had a bad experience with their current company you yeah. know you and you would expect a company of those of that size possibly to treat their staff a bit better um and so, so there's 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 going to be a bit of bad blood there so they're they're, they're kind of on the market uh i'm looking yeah. for kind of um uh, kind of new roles so yeah i don't think that's ruthless i just think that's just the way it is isn't it you know i mean the, yeah. you can't um you can't expect recruiters not to recruit even no matter what the the what matter, what matter the situation is 
um, you've got to, you, it's a business after all. Um, and so if there are newer kind of, if there are kind of fresher candidates on and talent on, on the, on, on the, um, online, then it's worth kind of uh, trying to kind of contact them and talk to them uh, because they're probably primed for, 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 for changing roles at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the one thing I've been sort of having conversations with both my clients and other recruiters in the market is right now is, is, is not a bad time to be starting conversations and having people um, explore opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have done before. Mm. Um, and you know, one of the, one of the things that I've sort of said is, you know, my job is so solving a problem. Yeah. My, my, my role is, un, you know, relieving someone of pain or <laughs> helping them identify an opportunity, but I'm, I'm a problem solver yeah. and just happens that people are my product. Um, and one of the things that I think we've, we, we've done as a, as an organization, and I think a lot of people are doing is being a little bit more, um, uh, defined around what it is they do. And it allows you to be a bit more of a sniper than yep. a machine gunner. Yeah. Um, means that actually when you're when when there's more people in the market um, and they're still only looking for one person, but now you've got a thousand applicants, working with headhunters or recruiters to go and find those few gems all of a sudden has huge value because you're no longer needing to go through thousands of CVs. You're not going to have the time to do it because you're under the pump. You need to yep. hire. So. I think is a really good opportunity for people to really look at the quality of the work that they're doing, make sure that they're understanding the client problems and what the opportunity is going to look like in three months. Cause you've got to remember a sales, a, a hiring cycle is two to three months you yeah, know, yeah, in just anyway. So we're, we're all anticipating and being, um, what's the word uh, optimistic that we're going to come out of this in, you know, by, you know, July. Yeah. Um, so, it's a really good time to sort of get people to think outside the box and say, you know, you would never have seen this person before, but now they're on the market because their market, their industry's dying. Yeah. It's a great time to have a conversation. Um, and we're seeing some really good results from that. But also it's a good opportunity for businesses who are kind of forward thinking that this is, you know, they're going to need to spool back up in, mm. in, in, yeah. in probably a month or so's time almost. If, if they're coming out of it in July, let's say, they yep. need to be reacting again in a month. They can have this downtime for a month and where they can do whatever they need to do, you know, do the stuff they'd usually put off until December or whatever it is. And then, yeah, in, sort of. and then in a month's <laughs> time, they need to start spooling back up to prepare for this kind of coming for the, for the end game, which is, you know, July or whatever. here. We, didn't, we don't know what necessarily what time, but if it is July or September, or even then there's a the time that they need to be kind of like getting into that exactly. cycle again. And the other thing to consider um, and this is one of the things I'm sort of advising um, clients on now is if we do come out in July, let's use that as a, as a date, yep. everyone is going to be hiring. So that demand for talent, that war on talent is going to become um, amplified to a point where people aren't going to be able to cope with, with doing it and you're not yep. going to get the best people. Whereas right now, you engage people when they're, you know, and again, I, I always feel like I'm a bit ruthless, but I am a headhunter. So let, let's use it as it is. But sure. people have just lost their jobs. They've just found out that they're going to be made redundant or they're finding that their, their market's not as resilient as they thought it was going to be. And an organization will take the time right now to go and have a conversation with them. Imagine that from an employer branding perspective and how important and how that will make someone feel and how grateful that person will be for getting a job when the time comes yeah. as opposed to 
going into a battle against everyone because that that is the reality i remember it in the 2008 2009 time it's actually when i made the most money i've ever made in recruitment was that period because yep. everyone came out and went oh we need to hire we need to get back we've got all these opportunities and we've got all this stuff to do and no one was prepared for it and in the end people had to go for sort of you know what i would call consider mediocre hires yeah. um and so i think it's a really exciting time um for business and now i've got i'm 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 retained on four roles at the moment um which demonstrates there's work out there yeah um very very much sniper stuff and in fact i just picked up three more job briefs today um for senior leaders in sales uh, within the tech environment so there are roles out there um it's just about trying to make sure that your relationships that you have with your clients are um the right relationship if you're just uh if you're a recruiter that's just throw cvs at the wall and hope something sticks you're not demonstrating value if you're sending one amazing candidate who is unbelievable all of a sudden you're worth something yeah. i think that's that differentiator that's going to be and when we go to your point the recruiters who are going to survive and the ones that aren't are the ones that are really adding value and helping them find the stuff they just can't do on their own um, i think there's a lot of people doing that i think that's across a lot of businesses and, and i know from a marketing perspective we're finding you know that this is a time where you you, you put the sales you put your sales cycle to the side slightly because you're not going to pick up a huge amount of work right now i mean Obviously, you yeah. are because you. But you know, you're obviously an, an anomaly in all of this. But um, but it's about adding that value. And also, I think from a from a recruitment perspective, it's, it's time to become properly consultative. You know, exactly. And be be a recruitment consultant, and 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 it's the consultant part that pay, that you should be really paying attention to. You're not a, a recruitment salesperson; you're a recruitment consultant, and it's that yeah. bit where you can add value. I think. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've done is, um, and across the business, we've, I almost call it, you know, pro bono, if you like, um, we've got organizations who have had headcount freezes, but we know that they still needed temporary or interim um, people to go in. Yeah. And so we've made those um, introductions. Yeah. We've not taken the We've just simply said, if we can help people, we will. When the time comes, that'll come, you know, it's the whole pay it forward um, yeah. mentality. And, you know, we're doing the same with organizations. We've put a couple of startups together. We've helped some funders. So, again, it's not just about me saying, oh, have you got any jobs? Can I fill them? You know, it's about saying, okay, what are you really struggling with? What is your one pain point right now that I can help with? It doesn't even have to be recruitment. We're, we're salespeople. We can, you know, there's always ways to help people. In fact, we, we just took on um, some mapping work for example, mm -hmm. where they're not ready to press the button, but they know they're going to need to. Yep. They want us to find a whole bunch of potential founders it's a, for a venture capital business. Um, and so there's, there, there's all about, you know, we really wanted to do a CEO search for them, and but that wasn't what they needed right yeah, now. It's about, you know, understanding what they needed, what they could afford, what they felt comfortable with, and, um, and, and really doing that. So I, I think the message to recruiters out there and businesses is actually you don't have to be so i, I i've never been a cold caller mm -hmm. all my business comes through referrals and through network yeah I, I don't really do a huge amount of like what i would call hardcore sales i mean i started out in 200 cold call a day um you know recruitment sales and yeah. you know it's about leveraging those really good relationships talk to your candidates that you've placed understand what's going on you know 
spend some time getting to understand your clients, not just cold calling. Have you got anything? Have you got anything? Have you got anything? Because I think that's going to irritate people. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just that adjustment to, like you say, a more consultative approach. Um, and um, I actually think it's an exciting time um, because I think if you are, are good at what you do, you can genuinely help people. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. And yeah, it might not mean I'm charging as much right now. Maybe I'm not, Maybe, yeah. you know, that's okay. But you've got to build, you've got to be able to help people. And, you know, we, we've actually just had a client, a really good example is we're deferring the payment for 90 days. Like, but yeah. they need that person to start. Okay, well, let's work out what we can do for you. Yeah, exactly. I think there's solutions yeah. um, out there uh, yeah. that, that can help people. Yeah, uh, it's about being a little, giving a little and being a bit inventive with it as well. I think that always helps and creative, you know. Exactly. Yeah, um, and just being human, I think. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, a house in there, you know, with their kids screaming at them, and um, you know, it's everyone's in the same position. So, you know, the the cycle of business still has to continue. Right? Yeah. Um, well, thanks for that, Jamie. That was really, uh, really interesting. Uh, great insights. Um, also, generally, your positivity is is, is infectious. Um, so, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I'm I'm sure that our listeners will be kind of like thrilled to kind of hear about this and i tell you what maybe and i've said this to a few people on the podcast let's maybe try and catch up maybe towards the kind of towards july and let's yeah. see how how your predictions have, have kind of like panned out um and see where we are and see if the things are spooling back up then what the market's doing in singapore at that point um and just give a kind of a, an update on 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 th- that region yeah absolutely happy to all right brilliant cheers thank you jamie thanks james take care Circles Production.